Happy Thursday. Welcome here to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Welcome Husker fans. Welcome Purdue fans. Welcome Michigan coaches possibly spying on us, Steve Stipple. That's been the yeah. story of the week in, in college football. Might be China, might be Michigan. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> you know what? They can spy on us all they want. We, we know nothing, but yeah. um, let's bring in. We're, we, we, every week we bring in our top headlines of the week. And Nebraska plays Purdue Saturday, uh, 2.30 FS1. Um, and we thought we'd just go right to the source, right yeah. to the straight source to get the scoop on this game. Our longtime friend, on three colleague from Golden Black, Tom Deanhart, joining us here <laughs> on Husker Online Headlines. Tom, are, first of all, are, are you going to do your annual stop at Runza? I know that's like <laughs> your go-to thing. Um, I, I look forward to the annual Tom Deanhart tweet from Runza when you hit town. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, something unique. I'm, 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 I might do that, Sean. I might do that for sure. There's so many great places in the Haymarket, too. My gosh. Um, one of my favorite places to come is Lincoln, Nebraska. I always say Madison, Wisconsin is my favorite. Lincoln's right up there in my top five as far as great campuses and a, just a fun vibe right around the stadium and whatnot. They got a great setup there, as you guys know. It's kind of a nice thing to say. It's yeah, nice. run, hey, runs on a cold day is good, by the way. Runs a hot runza on a cold day is good. Sometimes, well, so, so sometimes they got like a little runza truck right by the stadium. They yep, they still do. Oh, okay. So, get, but uh, let's jump into this matchup. I mean, you're in year one of Ryan Walters, Tom at Purdue. Um, and in so many ways, they probably overscheduled for a year one, especially with that non-conference mm -hmm. slate. So, it's a hard team to read because you played Iowa close. Um, you blew the doors off Illinois. Um, you played Fresno close. It beat Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, what is your read on this year one, knowing the context of the schedule they played, maybe as tough of a three-game non-conference slate as any team in the conference? Yeah, I think it's probably gone about as expected, Sean. I think they obviously are behind schedule, if you will. I, I really thought they had to make hay in September. They had five games in September. Four of them were at home. I thought they needed to at least go three and two to have a real good shot at a bowl. They didn't. That, that, that loss to Syracuse at home, they lost to Fresno State at home, um, you know, really has them chasing that bull bed now. Um, and then their back's against the wall, fellas. They got five games left. They're two and five. They have to go at least four and one. One of the games is at Michigan, so they're not going to win that game. That means, guys, they've got to win at Nebraska, against Minnesota, at Northwestern, against Indiana. It's possible, but again, it all starts Saturday at Nebraska, which is basically a must-win game for Purdue. If it wants to have any shot to get to six and six, uh, Tom Deanhart, you know, you look at Purdue and you look at Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, and you think air raid, but it looks to me like they lean pretty hard on their running game. Yeah, yes, if you're right, it's kind of funny. You think the cradle of quarterbacks, right? Purdue University throw the ball, air raid, uh, but yeah, the, the, the strength of this team has been that ground game. You guys saw Devin Mockaby last year, 178 mm -hmm. yards rushing against Nebraska. He's really hitting his stride now, guys. He had some issues fumbling the football earlier this year, lost his starting job to Tyrone Tracy. Tracy got hurt. Mockaby reemerged. He's, he's securing the ball better. He's running really well. Tyrone Tracy's going to play, guys. He missed the last game and a half with a groin injury, so they're going to have both their backs mm -hmm. returning. But as you guys know, man, this is the number four rush defense in America Nebraska's got. 76 yards a game. It's going to be tough sledding on the ground. I think Purdue's only real hope here is to try to get something going downfield to try to loosen up that Nebraska defense if they don't have any 
sustain success on offense, it looks like. What would you say is the real strength of Purdue when you kind of size up what you've seen over the mm -hmm. first seven? Uh, I mean, besides Maccabee and some of the, the running game, I mean, is there something like that really jumps out with what Walters has brought in there from where it was at with Brom? You know, I think um, <clears throat> the other spot on offense that I think is pretty strong is the tight end position. Garrett Miller, number 88. I think he's a pro. He missed all of last year with a knee injury. He's been really slow to get up to speed this year, but he's finally hitting his stride, guys. So he's going to have to have a big game, I think, if Purdue wants to win. I think on defense, the strength is up front. Uh, the outside linebackers, they have one guy called a fox and one guy called a buck. The buck's in the boundary. The fox is in the field. They line those guys up on the line. Nick Scorton, Kydron Jenkins, two of the best pass rushers in the Big Ten. And they've got a good, solid group of six guys that can rotate inside that have some size. So th those two areas are probably the strength or uh, two of the strengths on, on this team so far in 2023. That's a little scary, Tom, for Nebraska fans to hear. I mean, Purdue does rank 19th nationally, averaging three sacks per game. Mm -hmm. and, and you're talking about some outside linebackers that can fire off the edge. That's where Nebraska has been a little vulnerable. So you think they could get some stuff done that way? They could. You know, uh, talking to Sean and listening to Matt Rule's press conference, you know, I'm, I'm aware of the injuries that Nebraska suffered on that offensive line. Three three starters are down. So, um, yeah, I think Purdue could have some success there. I, I was writing some stuff today and on some other radio shows, and the more I thought and talked, the more this game reminds me of the Purdue at Iowa game a couple of weeks ago. Um, Iowa's offense, very pedestrian. Uh not many big plays, very much a quarterback who's got to manage games. And there's one thing Purdue couldn't let Iowa do, guys. They couldn't let Iowa score easily, and they let, gave up about a 70-yard touchdown run. That was the difference in the game. And they've got to make Nebraska earn everything it gets. Don't give up any big plays. Make them march down the field. If they can do that, you know, maybe Purdue has a chance to steal this one. Oh, Purdue will have a chance to steal it, and and they will. I mean, this is going to be a close game, Tom, in my opinion. Now, a big part of this, which we haven't hit at all, is Hudson Card. Yeah. Hudson Card is the Purdue quarterback, 60% passer, 1,617 passing yards, seven TDs, five picks. Not setting the world on fire, but looks pretty capable to me. He's been, he's been solid, Sip. Uh, he hasn't blown anybody's doors off. You know, all, all winter and all spring, they really were effusive in their praise for Hudson Card. And and uh, he seemingly does check all the boxes. We just haven't seen it all so far. And I, I think some of that, guys, is because of the personnel around him. Mm -hmm. His receiving core, for the most part, is pretty pedestrian. There's no Charlie Jones. There's no Rondell Moore. There's no David Bell. There's, there's no real difference makers here. There's one guy who may fit that, that, that label, Deion Burks, number four. Bruce Feldman always puts out that list called the Freaks, and he had Deion Burks on that list. So he's got that potential, but man, I'll tell you what, there are stretches where he disappears. So I think that sort of hurt Hudson Carter a little bit. He's been banged up too, guys. He really got hurt on September 30th against Illinois, almost didn't play against Iowa, got into the Ohio State game, so he really benefited from having this bye week. And he should be good to go, but as you guys know, man, the really good quarterbacks make everybody around them better. And I guess we're all waiting for Hudson Card to sort of elevate the play of everybody else around him.
Tom, as we shift gears here, I'd be remiss not to ask you about the situation at Michigan. Obviously, you've got a long history of covering this conference for the Big Ten Network, the Sporting News, and other outlets before your time at Golden Black. You talk to a lot of coaches. You know a lot of people in the industry. What is your read on this situation right now in Ann Arbor? Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like fiction. It's almost like you, 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 it's hard to believe it's even happening, right? I guess in the end, um, you wonder that there's a lot there. There's a lot of smoke. There's got to be some fire. But in the end, you wonder if there's going to be really any punitive penalties against Michigan when it's all said and done. Um, the wheels of justice at the NCAA spin awfully slowly, guys, and they seem to be a pretty toothless, a pretty feckless organization right now. Will the Big Ten step in and do anything punitive right away? I don't know. There's a lot of very unhappy Big Ten, uh, Big Ten partners with Michigan, but would they dare sanction a, a golden child like Michigan? Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's the, the, the one thing here. You, you, you do lose for sure if you're Michigan and Harbaugh, if it matters to them or not. It's just your reputation, and, and you kind of have that, that that tinge and that haze and that taint to, to this season that could end up being attached to it. And uh, we'll see uh, down the stretch, but it, it's been a crazy storyline to watch all this unfold and get more of, the, more of these details. I know this, there's no, this is just your opinion, but is this something – that could derail Michigan. Is it, is it big enough for that? I, I mean, I have my own opinions on it. What do you think? Yeah. You wonder if it's a, if, if, if it could be a divisive force sip or if it could be a circle, the wagons moment, I, I guess I, I bet you Michigan uses this as a rallying point. Hey guys, they're out to get us. They, they, they were out to get us for these COVID violations. And now they're out to get us again that they, they hate Jim Harbaugh. So uh, that, that's my guess. My sense Harbaugh is probably going to spin it like that. And let, let's show them, right? We, we don't need to steal signals to dismantle teams. That would be my guess here. Uh, Michigan's going to try to rally around this and use it as, as a point of emphasis and, and a real, a real, a real you know, reason why, 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 why I didn't go out and, and maybe still run the table here. Yeah, what, I mean, when, when you look at the Big Ten, I mean, do you think Michigan's the top team by far? I mean, if you were squaring them up against Ohio State right now, how I mean, would you would you peg Michigan number one in this league still right now? Probably the uh, most complete team, Sean. Um, more complete than than, than Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State's offense, the quarterback play in particular, um, kind of leaves me wanting a little bit. I think the defense is excellent at Ohio State. Um, the, the thing about Michigan is, is who, who they played. Um, just a, a, couple, a couple weeks ago, I think it's still the case, guys. Their best wins against Rutgers. I think Rutgers is the only team they've beaten with a winning record, if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, again, I guess they've been great and they've taken care of business. There's no doubt about that. I guess I'm waiting to see them do it against a quality opponent. But, yeah, I think if you were to just kind of look at their rosters, well, I think you'd have to give Michigan maybe a, a tip of the hat as being the best team, the most complete team when you look at all three phases of the game. Yeah, one, Just one more from me. Just one more from me. How do you handicap this West? Yeah, guys, does anybody care? I mean, I th you know what? Probably, probably, I think with the way Wisconsin escaped last week in Champaign, 21 to 7, going to the fourth quarter, they scored 18 points with a backup quarterback away from home against a coach in Bielema that you know wanted to beat him. And they found a way to win that game. So, and, and given what happened to Iowa on that same weekend, that back breaking loss at home, obviously in, in the Florida Rosedale game, I guess I'm still leaning toward Wisconsin. I know, of course, the Badgers lost already at Iowa this year, but 
I think in the end, Wisconsin's still a more complete team. I think they're the better team. I think they probably are the best team in the West. Tom, on schedules for future, um, have you heard anything on dates? Like when when we're going to get dates? I've from what I've heard, it should be soon because they've they've got to get rolling here, guys. This is 2024. It's less it's less than a year away. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to be planned. You know, you got you know that with travel, with hotels, and, and and whatnot. So from what I've heard, it should be sooner rather than later where we actually get some dates for 2024 at the very least. Because like I said, there's a lot of a a lot of details, contingency plans that have to be buttoned up uh, for these teams moving forward here. Yeah, I, I worry. I, I'm curious about things like Michigan, Ohio State. Like, could they are they still going to play them the last weekend of the year? Because mm. there's always a chance then you could repeat that matchup the next week yeah. in a in a conference championship game in this new format. I mean, is, is this going to be a flex model with dates where they change it every year? to make sure each weekend has the right amount of games for the three networks that they want. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. intricacies to this with an 18-team league they probably have to think uh, about. Yeah, I, I'm not sure of all those dynamics, but you're right. I mean, it would be fascinating to see uh, if they do have some flex models available and, and how it's going to be divvied up between the networks. So you're right. But again, they, they've got to get some dates penciled in here to start at the very least, and it's going to be a brand-new world next year. going to be very exciting. Purdue's one of the few teams that does not go west for a conference game next year because they already had a game scheduled with Oregon State, so they're going to Corvallis for a non-conference game, and the Ducks are coming to Purdue. So I'm kind of excited, guys. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I love those schools out west. Four great ones. You guys have been out there. They're just great venues and great fans and great programs. Well, Tom, uh, looking forward to seeing you Saturday. We appreciate the time here on Headlines. Hey, I always appreciate it, guys. I love it and uh, look forward to it. All right, Tommy. Right. See, you, see so. you Saturday. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Our good friend Tom Deanhart joining us here on Huskerland Headlines. Before we get to our next headline, Huskerland Headlines brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future, and they're looking for new members to join the team with positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental disability, vision and life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience that you need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view their testimonials from their current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, including their company tailgate parties at all Husker games and uh, tickets they offer their employees in the skybox. Uh, they take great care of the employees at Bauer Underground. They're family-owned with work sites across Nebraska, wherever you live. Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. All right, let's let's dig back into Tom Deanhart. A lot of, a lot of ground covered there, um, but – just the must-win nature of this game really jumps out to me for Purdue, knowing that they have Michigan in their final five, and they essentially have to win 
all four of what would be perceived their favorable matchups to get to a bowl. Yeah, because they're not beating Michigan. Um, but they don't have enough. They don't have enough steam to hang with Michigan. I don't think. No one really does. Right now, now, the thing there's a couple things that if you're a Nebraska fan that would would con- should be concerning. Um, you kind of you 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 glossed over it a little bit. I mean, you look at the Fresno State loss. It was only thirty-nine to thirty-five. Fresno State six and one. That's a very good Fresno State team that struggled with Purdue. You can downplay Virginia Tech, but I wouldn't. They went Purdue went to Virginia Tech and won twenty-four to seventeen. And Virginia Tech is is two and one in the ACC. They've they've righted themselves a little bit. Virginia Tech. So I look at that, and then 44 against Illinois is 44 against Illinois. They put 44 points on Illinois. This will be a much tougher game than Northwestern. I do think the weather will help Nebraska. Why? Because of the defense, and it's not going to be conducive to okay. throwing. And well, they but they run the ball well, right? But Nebraska's great against the run. I, I think it's Hudson true. Carr. That's a good point. Will he'll run it a little bit? Yeah, a little. Um, but I, I think wind and colder conditions help Nebraska. I think you might be right. This, I think this running game will. I know maybe I'm talking up Purdue a little too much here, but I think that running game will test Nebraska. I'm not banking on Nebraska just shutting Purdue down. Like they didn't shut Northwestern's running game down. They didn't. I mean, they allowed they allowed the one run. Uh, yeah, Northwestern length. got a little done. Got a little bit done against Nebraska. Um, so I don't. Maccabee had 178 yards against Nebraska last year. Devin Maccabee. He's kind of found his stride. He has seven fumbles this year, which is now he's only lost two. But and then they and Tom mentioned they get Tyrone Tracy back. Tracy ran for 112 against Illinois. That's a good duel. That's a good that well, they're better at running back than Nebraska. Let's just be clear on that. Okay. Um, and they're better at quarterback than Nebraska. So this is this is tough. This is not an easy game. I know the record two and five. I don't want to make it sound like they're great, but come on. This game's going to the wild. Well, they they've I mean, they're kind of like 2021 Nebraska. They overscheduled a little bit. They've played an extremely difficult slate. I mean, really, you could argue all seven of their opponents, because I, I look at Fresno State as really a power five team. I yeah. mean, they're not, but they're close. close. I mean, they've played essentially seven power five games. Right. So you're right. And then the other thing, and I know I'm throwing out things that would make Nebraska fans nervous. I'm just getting you prepared. Those that those comments that Tom made about their offensive, their excuse me, their outside linebackers being a strength, and and the fact that Purdue ranks 19th nationally with three sacks per game, and you have Teddy Prohaska starting at left tackle for the first time this year, um, that, I'd watch that. I'd watch Teddy's feet. How's how is his feet? Is he moving well? Um, he's going to get tested. So, and so is Ben Hart, those outside linebackers. That's the strength of their defense. It's not a great matchup in that regard for Nebraska. Well, and, and, and Ryan Walters has traditionally been a single high safety guy. Bring five. He'll drop Sean. He'll drop his safety 30 yards. He's so far back. You, it looks like a mistake, like a punt return. It looks like a mistake. Like what, what's the guy doing back? But when you're single high, it's like the ultimate safety, right? And, they they're gonna make you win one on one blocks. Yeah, you know if they're gonna bring five, you better all everyone's got to hit the block. And with they could a, be vulnerable against a QB run. With yeah, and I think that's the key too. But you know, will they confuse the the tackles for Nebraska? Or these new linemen. I think that you know when you see a starting line with three new faces, 
out there that haven't started all year together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's some communication gaps. The good news is the game's at home. So I, I think they'll be able to communicate here, hopefully see things better. But Ryan Walter is a very good defensive coach. You he know is. he's going to bring a package off a bye mm-hmm. that's going to be different than what's been seen. Yeah, I I mean, listen, I'm picking Nebraska to win. I'll give a score at the end. But this is there's going to be it's going to be rough. Sledding. Hold your prediction for Saturday. Saturday, yeah. This is going to be rough sledding. It is. Not going to be easy a game. That's, no. Now, if it is, I'll be the first to admit on Saturday night I was wrong. But I think this game's going to the wall. And by the way, we do have a post-game margarita sponsorship for you again Saturday night. I'll be darn. Uh, Jay Swizzle Sticks bringing the tacos and the margaritas. Tacos and margaritas is a great combo. Good and, God. and he's just um he's I think we're we're gonna give a shout out to his local construction business, but he is the unofficial and hey, we're going back to Indy for that Cincinnati game. We didn't even hit on that. Um 2025, Nebraska will open the season in the El Toro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they should name it that. The, the El, I don't know if El Toro. I think, we're, I think we're, I don't even think El Toro cares, understands, knows, but we do. Yeah, we love it. We're going to call it the El Toro Bowl. Yeah, I'm not sure the El Toro's. That's the El Toro big. Classic. Like the, Remember the Eddie Robinson Classic, the kickoff classic? This will be the El Toro Classic in Lucas Oil. There's Stadium. nothing about El Toro that suggests sports bar or sports fan. Um, no, there's like a Mexican rodeo on in the TV when you go in there. Like they, they don't have like you know American games on in there when you go in there. But they have extraordinary margaritas. <laughs> hey, I want to hit on what he talked about with Jim Harbaugh too. Oh um, yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, that that situation. Deal. I mean, it's like a thirty for thirty playing out here. There's going to be a lot of things that we learned down the road about this thing i mean the intricacy of the operation what we're learning or the lack of intricacy is what well I, like the amount of lengths they went to, right that's brazenly openly i mean connor stallions has his venmo account public i mean this is this was an example sean of bad cheating the ncaa as it is largely toothless is not equipped right now to bust good cheaters. Good cheaters get away with stuff. But if you bad cheaters get caught. If you have holes in what you're doing. Yeah, Michigan brazenly stupid in this. That's what I'd say. This is a a, a institution that fancies itself as this Ivy League football power. Uh this looks bad. This is a bad look for me. See like wouldn't you have if you're buying tickets like wouldn't you just kind of work with a broker privately and that, or just somebody where your name's not on the invoice. Just look it just looks bad. Now Tom pointed out that they could use use this as a rallying point and they could i also could see this pissing off the assistant coaches jim harbaugh's fine he's got a zillion dollars he's going to make a zillion dollars probably maybe push him this might push him into the nfl but john as you know the assistants don't benefit from that well no so now you got a bunch of assistants sean going hey are we going to get fired or or is jim just going to leave you know, is Jim just going to – now, they're not going to get fired over this. I should back – I got to back that. I got to back up the train a little bit. But Jim could leave. And, Sean, that doesn't mean he's taking all those assistants with him. So, suddenly, their world's kind of thrown into turmoil because of this low-level staffer that was irresponsible, right? Is that is that your read? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's – I would be pissed if I was a Well, and, and, you know, if you're an assistant coach, it basically says, oh, you, the only reason you were having success is because you knew the plays. No. Well, now that's a whole nother discussion. Now, I talked to one former assistant who said, look, look, if you 
steal signs and you have those signs going into a week of practice, that absolutely matters because you can work on that stuff all week long. That's much different than in-game stealing. Like Brent Venables is a known throughout college football as a guy who's really good at stealing signals, but that's in-game. If you're stealing them in advance and then can work on them during the week, yeah, that's an advantage. That's a competitive advantage. You know, and I think you think about Nebraska when Frost was here, they didn't play that one year. They almost beat Michigan. It was a lot of no huddle, a lot of hurry up stuff. So science signs don't come into play when you get up to the line of scrimmage and go, go, right, go. Right. But when you get up there and look back and forth and change things yeah. back and forth, yeah. that's where Michigan had an advantage. I mean, yeah. And unbelievable. I mean, you, I would love, I know Matt rule is not going to like say what he knows or what they thought, how much do you think now when they look back at it, Michigan knew it didn't, and it wouldn't have mattered as we know. No, but, I wonder though. I know I'm with you on this. Like, I wonder about that. Cause if you check to the perfect call to your check mm -hmm. and all of a sudden these runs that should be working for something, aren't getting you anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, no, it makes you wonder a little bit for sure. And all their run and all their runs were like good runs. Like they were getting like six, seven yard type runs. Cause they were checking into the right calls. Yeah. The one other thing I'd add is, Deion Sanders, I thought, had made a good point. I mean, he said <clears throat> Michigan could send its playbook to a lot of teams and it wouldn't matter. They're just going to – because because what's different about football than baseball it's when they're, where, where they steal signs as well? Well, what's different about football is a physical game, and Michigan can just tell you, yeah, hey, we're going to run a toss sweep, um, and you got to stop it. Well – you got to stop it. And sometimes you can't, I mean, come on, Sean, there's all those stories about Nebraska used to go to the line of scrimmage and tell the guys what we're, what they're, what they're running. Well, and Tom Osborne, one game had a student manager hand the opposing coach. Hey, these are some of the things we're probably going to do in the second half. Oh God. I didn't know that. I yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, yeah, never heard that. I forget what game it was, but it would have been like 97 probably. Yeah. This is a very interesting discussion. Michigan's created, but it's, I don't think it's, it would be comfortable within those walls at Michigan. I don't think it would be. I think, I think it's, I think it could create problems. And yeah, I do think it could be a distraction for Michigan going down the stretch. It will be interesting. I was reading some of the comments here on the Wolverine.com and they do a great job. And, you know, Chris Ballas has had a lot of, he, he said there's virtually no chance of the big 10 banning Michigan from the big 10 title game this year. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be shocked. By um, that. But, you know, after this year, who knows like what, right. what the penalty could be. But again, scholarship reduction penalties are a joke because of NIL. Well, and why would you punish players in this situation? I know I wouldn't think there'll be scholarship reductions. This just have to be. A, it could be a deal where Harbaugh has to sit out a full year or something. Well, he'll be coaching in the NFL, so it won't matter. Yeah, but do NFL owners want to put up with him? Oh, God, I, of course they would. Well, the Vikings didn't hire him. He's won wherever he's gone. The Vikings turned him down. Yeah, I'd like to know the inner workings of that. That he'll get a job in the NFL. He went out to that Minnesota job thinking he so had. You really think he have trouble getting an NFL job? <sighs> really, really. I mean, he hasn't got one yet after that Niners job. He's. I'm sure he's had opportunities. I'm sure, he's had opportunities. He, Sean, he's won everywhere he's gone. At San Diego, everywhere. I mean, what took a team to the Super Bowl? What I noticed about the NFL though is the head coach doesn't play as much it's about the players in the nfl it's not always about the coach i mean the, no of course it's about the players i mean the head mind. coach's job is just to kind this is, of this is one of the top five coaches in the world i mean i still i still think he comes with a lot where not every ownership and general manager wants to work with him 
eh, there's that, but come on. Well, we're not talking about Neil Brown here. I mean, talk about Jim Harbaugh. But he put his name out for NFL jobs recently. Didn't get him. Well, he didn't get the Vikings job. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Remember, Michigan at that at that point re-upped. So, I mean, I don't know how badly he wanted it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, before we move into headline number two, Huskerland headline or headline number three, Huskerland headlines is brought to you by Caldera Lab. I want to tell you about Caldera Lab. I've been talking about it all football season. It's a great product, uh, skincare product. Taking care of your face is just as important as brushing your teeth. Uh, just about anything you do. And Caldera Lab offers an easy, quick way to do it. 94% of men that have used Caldera Lab have seen shown results, improved results uh, from using the product. It's an easy 30-second process in the morning, 30-second process before you go to bed. Um, you know, and, and we've got a great special right now for Husker Online users uh, for Caldera Lab. Uh, go to calderalab.com, use promo code HUSKER, and you'll get 20% off your order uh, with this exclusive deal for our Husker Online listeners. That's calderalab.com, promo code Husker for 20% off Caldera Lab um, and, and its excellent skin care product here that uh, we're pleased to have sponsor us here on the Husker Online show. And we're still waiting for Steve Sipple to uh, <laughs> get going in that Caldera Lab Sean, experience. you're starting to sway me a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to get you on board. Yeah, I got to shave first, though. I... I yeah, I got to clean myself up in the second half of the season. It's just it's a lotion, essentially. Yeah. It's not like we're going through like a full facial here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a, you put a little facial. I mean, it's it's simple. It's simple. It's like aftershave almost. I mean, okay. it's really easy to do, and and it's a, it's a great product. Yeah, but today is the day I kind of started listening to you a little bit more on this. <laughs> That's great that you listen to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Before let's get into headline number three now. Headline number three: Can Tony White defense continue to carry this team on its back and i think if nebraska gets to a bowl steve sipple they're going to have to um that that defense is going to have to be you know what carries nebraska isn't it something what's happened i mean you think about it they're fifth nationally in terms of run defense holding teams to 2.55 yards a carry fifth nationally they're a top 25 they're they're a, they're a genuine top 25 defense they're doing it without bona fide stars they they're, they're, there's some guys that are kind of trending that way um i'd say up front mainly polar bear nash hutmacher and and uh number nine uh I'm, just, come on sean help me out the name's escaping me ty robinson um those two guys are playing really well so you at you you have polar bear and ty robinson up front and you add in young guys this this, this infusion of young talent they've had with prince will and Cameron Linhart with Blaze Gunnarsson. That, that, they got a formula, and then the linebackers are playing really well. The four or five linebackers that they go with are all dudes. Never, Sean, I never would have guessed in August that the front six, the front seven, 
would be as good as this. Well, and just the way they interchange pieces, like yeah, Jamari Butler was a jack. Yeah, now, Jamari now Butler. he's a D end. Yeah, I should have um, mentioned him, Prince Walt Umanyelin was a D end. Now he's a jack. Yeah, he's a jack. Yeah. Um, and you know we we've seen Makai Bayer play jack. He plays linebacker. Um, all the just the inner workings of how these guys can move around, and then you can just say, oh, James Williams, we're going to play you nine plays and and be a pass rusher. I mean, just the but the buttons they're pressing. You know, like Bayer, they saw him flash on special teams against Minnesota next week. They put him on defense. He made plays. So they're pushing the right buttons, which we just haven't seen that done very well over the years at Nebraska, where no, you, no. Um, I think there's been almost a fear of failure to just throw new faces out there and just kind of stick with the old and don't change up, don't sub. And it creates a culture where guys on the bench think, well, I have no chance to play. Like with Matt Rule, if you're on the scout team now, you have a chance to play. Great points, great points, Sean. Um, what we're seeing and what's being reinforced is that coaching matters. What we're seeing with Nebraska is a high level defensive coordinator. And again, remember in the winter, Sean, that long winter we had when they announced Tony White, one of the last staff hires, right? Tony White from Syracuse. A little, we are a little underwhelmed, right? Like, huh. I don't really know who this guy is. Syracuse was a good defense, not a great defense. It Tony White has been sort of a national revelation if you dig into it. Sean, he's got a top 25 defense at Nebraska, a top five rushing defense. And forget the numbers. The eyes tell you what you need to know, which we've covered. They they get look at look at that picture. See that picture right there, Sean? Multiple hats to the ball consistently and when teams try to throw those little junk swing passes out in space devour them i mean they just eat them for lunch they devour them yeah they're and, really good about shutting off a, a team's really good player smoke think about isaiah well from, think about isaiah williams how he hurt him on that opening drive then he wasn't a factor snuffed him out from there that that little guy at louisiana tech smoke, smoke harris, harris which the press box for some reason, fell in love with. I still, for the life of me, didn't see it. Michael Severe, I know, was listening to our show. He, he was he was like leading the Smoke Harris train had, all week. He had seventy six yards. I mean, what what? That's nothing. They snuffed him out. I mean, they did a great job against him. So, I um, I'm sort of a. I didn't see this coming, Sean. I did not see this coming. The defense. I knew they'd be all right, but this is Sean. Come on, we're talking about maybe the best defense in the big 10 west right now it's right with iowa well and they have a plethora of guys that can rush the passer now and nash hupmacher i think is the x factor when you have somebody in the middle that can take up two or three people mm -hmm. everybody else benefits ty robinson's taking up and ty robinson's up. taking up two or three and so when those two guys can command three or four oh, yeah it helps everybody else i'm so glad you mentioned jamari butler i left him out of that that well, he was hurt early, so that's yeah. why we didn't see him at like Minnesota play early. If you've noticed, they talk about Jamari Butler now kind of like they talk about Tommy Hill. They really like him. I mean, that's a that's a guy who's 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 kind of hit his stride, Jamari Butler. So yeah, they got something going. But Sean, I'm gonna tell you something now. They're gonna be tested in this game by by those two running backs. I know you think I'm crazy, but those those guys can run it. Tyrone Tracy and Maccabee are pretty good running backs. Yeah, the weather Saturday, too, I think it's conducive to a defensive-style team. I mean, I'll be curious, you know, 40% chance of snow with temps in the 30s. 
kind of how this defense looks when it's not going to be ideal offensive conditions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a it's a banner day for Big Ten West football. It is Purdue, but now Sean, but Purdue they're gonna they're gonna try to run it at Nebraska with those two guys. I'm interested to see how that looks. Can they block Nash Hutmacher? I haven't seen uh-huh. anybody do it all year. Yeah, I mean no. Michigan to an extent did, but no, I'm Michigan. saying like, can they block Nash Hutmacher? We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Um, and one other thing on Tony White I want to get to because I, I get this a lot. And I'm sure you're getting this a lot at your speaking events we do and talk shows. There's almost this fear of like, how are we going to keep Tony White already? I think people are getting smart enough to think that he's going to get some head coaching opportunities. And I think that's a good problem to have. Oh, and, it's a great problem. Um, he will have opportunities. I mean, there's a job I always say like, what if like San Diego State opens, which people think it will. That would be a good fit for a guy like Tony White, but does he want that? And I think it's safe to say Tony White's going to get a raise. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, the, come on. The the key part of that discussion is how much does San Diego State pay a head coach, which I don't know. Well, yeah, Group of Five pay versus Power Five pay. Like, you know, what kind of opportunities do you want? Because if you're a Group of Five, or if you're a Power Five high profile coordinator, you make as much or more than group right. of five head coaches now. Right. So I don't know what San Diego State's paying. A lot of it will come down. I just to use that. that as an example because they're, they're a quality group of five job. Right. And what I w- the only thing I would add to this discussion is there are coordinators out there where you say, nah, he's not a head coach. I don't think it's going to happen. Tony White's different. He, he carries himself. Yeah. He, he feels to me like a guy who could lead a program. And, and you can tell he's preparing for that day. There's no doubt about When you that. see him speak, the way he carries himself, the way he just – the professionalism he has. Well, 100, like, he, he He's like, all right, I am going to be a head coach, and this is – I'm getting ready for that day. And 100. It's a matter of how many years will he be here for, but he's doing an ec- excellent job. All right, before we get to headline number four, Husker Line headlines brought to you by CHI Health. I want to tell you about myprovidermatch.com. I love my provider at CHI Health Clinic, um, 40th and Yankee Hill Road over here. Did you know that CHI Health has created an online quiz to match you with the provider that matches your personality? And for you, Steve Sip, I don't know if we could find the correct provider. I'm sure they have somebody that would be a great fit for you, though, at CHI Health. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. Go to myprovidermatch.com, answer a few questions, and be matched with a provider who understands your health goals including primary care and women's health providers, pediatricians, and cardiologists. Um, I go to Dr. Johnson uh, over there. I'm actually going to go see Dr. Tyler Evans this week uh, for something over on 40 the Yankee Hill. Uh, so they've got a plethora of things there, and they have a great um, you know, immediate care program where it's seven days a week, and it's till 8 o'clock at night. So they have so many great services offered at CHI Health. Uh, I go to the 40th and Yankee Hill Clinic there, but they have locations all over Nebraska. Um, you know, if you want to uh, find the right fit, just visit myprovidermatch.com and get matched up with the provider that fits your personality. Thanks again to CHI Health for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Headline Show. All right, headline number four, and let's get back into recruiting. Um, some news has happened as we were in show. Yeah. Uh, running back Grant uh, Kiwan Lacey commits, but we'll hit on Grant Bricks as well. But let's first get to the news on Kiwan Lacey. Um, announced his decommitment officially here on Thursday. Um, and, and you knew this was going to be a battle. You hoped that Nebraska's early trust and relationship would win out. But now Alabama's involved. He's going to visit Alabama. Florida's heavily involved. Old Miss Lane Kiffin was at his school about two weeks ago. Um, 
so the walls kind of began to cave in on Kiwan Lacey for Nebraska. And unfortunately, he's now reopened it. And there's always a chance Nebraska can get him back. But I think when he's getting these newer teams engaging, he wants the opportunity to probably see a few places. Um, you know, the question is signing day is coming up. So there's not a lot of time from now until mid-December to go see some new places. I would imagine he's going to take a few visits now. If you're Nebraska, though, Sean, and you know this game better than I do, you keep hammering away at him, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, 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 I, I mean, it's not a loss yet, right? It's not a loss. It doesn't look good at this point, but yeah, and he came to the Michigan game. He was up here for the Michigan game recently, right. um, but can they get him back in Lincoln again? Even? That, that's going to be the challenge between Maryland and I doubt it. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get him to be able to get back up here again because I would imagine other places are going to get him on trips now. Um, but I think once Alabama offered him a spot and a visit, that really um, changed a lot of things. Yeah, and you remember when he committed, what I said about him, he just looks like a Big Ten back, the way he's a, he's a tough inside runner. Not that he can't run outside, but he's a he's – a, you know what I really have appreciated about, about – well, there's a lot of boxes that rule checks in my mind, and one that's not prominent but but still significant to me is he recruits Big Ten running backs. He doesn't recruit – he doesn't recruit Sunbelt scat backs here. I mean, <laughs> you saw Isaiah West in here on Saturday yeah, night. Isaiah West comes in here from he, Philadelphia, Philly, Philly kid. And you saw him, Sean, he's 5'11", 210. And you look at his film and he's just hammering people between the tackles. Oh, Wisconsin's and, all over that guy. He looks like Wisconsin, Penn State, Nebraska back. That's what he looks like. Uh, old school Nebraska back when Nebraska had dudes that would take on tacklers and, and drag them. That's, that's what you need in this league, and that's what rules recruiting. God bless him. Maybe you can get Lacey back. I mean, I I would, I just hope they keep hammering. Well, Brian Munson, our own Brian Munson, was at Kiwan's game last Friday Yep, and had a promising interview with him. And Kiwan at that point was still committed and, and said the reason he wants to go to Nebraska is because he knows he'll be a factor here next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if he could be a factor at Alabama or Ole right. Miss? Hard to compete against Alabama. I think you could compete against Ole Miss. Yeah, it, it just why old I mean old miss. It just depends on where he wants to go. I mean yeah. I mean, does he want to be in the SEC? I mean, Alabama's he, one thing, Sean. Old Miss is another. Okay, but he's in Dallas. Yeah. And think about some of the teams down the SEC. Right. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas AM, Missouri, Arkansas. One hundred. I mean, there's a lot of regional drivable trips there for his family. Yeah. Um, so there, I mean, there's a lot there now in the SEC yep. that makes it a fit. And yep. obviously it's Alabama. Yep. Um, all right, I want to get on this one too. Grant Bricks, how about this strategy by Nebraska? Um, This on Thursday, on Wednesday, they decided they want to get Grant Bricks' attention, just make a statement for Grant Bricks. Selvin Trucking, who drives the semi truck for Nebraska, our old long friend Monty Monty Selvin. You know Monty, right? Yeah, I know Monty. I've known Monty. Monty drove the rig up to Logan Magnolia in the morning and they parked it out there all day until practice ended. How'd Monty get home? Well, he, he drove his truck home. He, he oh, they sta- just parked, parked. Yeah, and he Monty stayed up there all day. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He uh, he is not still sitting there. No, they well after practice ended yesterday. Okay. Um, when Grant Bricks and his teammates were done, but it created like just my tweet and the on three recruiting tweet of that thing. It generated over a million and a half views. Oh God! Well, it's a good idea. I mean, it is. It shows commitment, and it. You know, keep us on. Are people mind. talking? Yeah, that's some attention. Now, some Oklahoma fans were 
naturally like, oh, desperation. What a cheap thing to do. But, you know, Will Compton had great comments about it. Matt Leinert, a, a number of national people way. I like on. it. I like it. Um, but, you know, that, that's rule. I think he's out of the box. And we have a picture of the truck here um, from my tweet earlier. We'll get it up here in a second. But, um, yeah, it was just an interesting thing. Now, Grant Brick still continues to be hard to read. There, there's the truck right there. Is that is that is that's where that that's that's the look. That's where it was. Yeah, that's on a the, nice looking rig, right in front of the practice field. Look at that rig. And evidently, people were coming up. Nebraska fans in the area came out there to see it and take pictures around the truck. Yeah, they got a they got a good. That's a good looking rig now. Um, okay, so Bricks is pretty much down to K State, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Pretty much, yeah. And, and again, would you put anybody else in that conversation? K-State, Oklahoma, Nebraska. No, I mean, those are the three. Alabama was once in the discussion, but I think those are the three that he's zoned in on. And, you know, Logan is basically in the Omaha metro. It's right on, right over the river. His mother works in Omaha. I mean, so, like, they have a lot of connections where Nebraska makes sense. Um, but Oklahoma folks really feel confident about where things stand with them right now. So, um grant is extremely hard to read and you just wonder what the holdup is because um if he hasn't been on trips all year his last visits he went on were in july you just wonder if he's just doesn't it's, it's hard to tell these coaches no you know you get to know them you form relationships and 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 it's i just wonder a little bit if he struggles with that he just can't tell he doesn't want to tell these guys no that he's formed these strong relationships. And on three has him ranked in their top 157th, which he would be the highest ranked recruit in the class. Okay. Now, he's a tackle too. So they got some guards in the class, right? Some guard type linemen. Yeah. They need a tackle. This is big. You get the number one player in Iowa, the number one player in Nebraska in one class. That'd be good. That's the kind of stuff you need. Yeah, it will be interesting to see just the timeline because you know I think everyone's wondering when he, when's he going to make a decision and you know what what did the truck thing? I don't know if that made an impact, but it got his attention. There's no doubt. Like wow, these guys really. Doesn't, you know what? It doesn't do any harm. No, it ain't gonna hurt your chances. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if his personality is such that he would think it's a big deal. But again, I go back to this. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. It's out of the box, and it's not going to hurt you. All right. Before we get to headline number five, Husker on the headlines is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. We have to take a quick break to talk about the official fantasy partner of Husker Online, which is Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is super easy to use. You go on the app. You pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. You do that with two to five different players, and you're in business. Uh, if you go five for five, you can go twenty times your money. Uh, for example, watching uh, this Thursday, you may want to put an entry in uh, between Tampa Bay and Buffalo here on Thursday night. Um, say you like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to go higher in the stat total and Baker Mayfield to go lower than his number. You create an entry with those three. If it hits, you win the money. Uh, we see a lot of you downloading Underdog, using the promo code, having fun with it. We'd love to see that. If you haven't checked it out, Check it out today here because when you sign up, your first deposit will be doubled up to $100 using code HUSKER. Visit underdogfantasy.com, find them in the app store, and don't forget to register with my promo code HUSKER to get your first deposit doubled up, up to $100. You must be 18 and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 800-522-4700 or visit in ncpgambling.org thank you again to 
Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, headline number five, is Nebraska really a threat, Steve Sipple, to win the Big Ten West? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I've what I've been consistently saying the last three weeks, going back to the bye before Northwestern, is if Nebraska can beat Northwestern at home and beat Purdue at home, I'll start taking that conversation seriously. So we're one win away from really, from in my view, from it getting really serious. You got to beat Purdue. You got to take care of these games at home. And then we'll see. We'll see what happens from there. But certainly Nebraska's schedule um, is conducive to them making a run. Oddly, as I look at it, I kind of like Minnesota better than anybody right now. I mean, they, I, they have to play a tougher schedule, though. Don't they have Ohio State still? Yeah, but I think they can win their other four. I, they and, can and win they the got, West slate. Yeah, and they have tiebreakers against Nebraska. They have a tiebreaker against Iowa, and they have, would have an opportunity to get a tiebreaker against Wisconsin. Beside, now, it's an out-of-the-box. You know, They're an underdog for sure, but – they got Michigan State next, Minnesota, Illinois after that, Michigan State in Minneapolis, Illinois in Minneapolis, at Purdue, at Ohio State, that's an L, um, and then Wisconsin, which is a toss-up game in my view. So they could get to 6-3 and three with tiebreaker wins against Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. So that's why I, I kind of lean that way. Well, six and three with tiebreakers is probably how it's going to go down. Yeah. But if anybody gets a seven and two, it's over. I mean, over. Like Wisconsin um, could easily be seven and two and win the thing outright. Okay. They're, Wisconsin's three and one. Now they're going to play Ohio State this week. There's two. Iowa could get to seven hold and on. two still. Now hold on. Can Wisconsin get to seven and two? They're going to be three and two. Then they play at Indiana. Win. Win. Northwestern. Win. Win. Nebraska. Toss up, and but they're at Minnesota. So Wisconsin's got a great path, pretty good path. Iowa um, could win. They're the, three and two, um, and then they have a bye week this week. Then Northwestern win. That's in Chicago, by the way. Wrigley Field, Rutgers, tough in Iowa City. It's not easy, but probably win. Illinois, I would say win. I don't then, know though. Illinois is tough, right? At Nebraska, I guess what I'm, what we're saying, what you're saying, what I'm saying, without saying it, wide open and really hard. To well, play. and you could have a scenario where both Wisconsin and Iowa win out, and they both go seven and two. No, no, oh, no, no Wisconsin. Was, I mean, it was, assuming Wisconsin loses to Ohio State, yeah, then then it'd be out. seven and two. Then Iowa would own the tiebreaker. Yeah, I have a hard time, Sean. I have a hard time, a real hard time, thinking Iowa's going to win out with that offense. With that offense, they had Sean. They had eleven rushing yards last week, eleven for the game against Minnesota. Eleven. That's they, what the sacks added into it, though. Oh, quit it! They they, well, I mean, they couldn't it, run the ball, Sean. No, I know, but it deducts off the total. Right. They had one hundred twenty-seven yards total. Okay. What was their tailback line though? Bad, bad. Yeah, they didn't run the ball. I mean, they couldn't run it. No, that quarterback. <laughs> He's not a run threat. No, so I have a hard time saying when I saying things like, "Well, if Iowa runs the table, yeah, big with that offense, it's just a, it's a fight for survival, is what." And it was the same with Nebraska. Hard to predict what's going to happen. Well, I think that's why Rule and everyone is so optimistic and positive because they know they can win any one of these games. Still, so they can lose any one. Hey, you know what they have, and we established this earlier in the show. If you have the best unit in your division. division 
you're gonna you're gonna have a shot. And they when, might have the best unit. When Bushini's on, he's yeah. pretty good. And and I, I still think Alvano's a good kicker. I mean, okay. that that kick he made in the wind last week was a nice kick. 47 yarder into the wind. Yeah. And it yes. was and it had it had heat on it. Yeah, you well, he's dead. I've never questioned Alvano's leg strength at all. He's got a strong leg. It's just his he's four for eight, so that's why people question him a little bit. Oh, by the way, Purdue, my God, their kickers are three for nine this year. Um, if it's a close game. If this is a close game on Saturday, edge to Nebraska in that regard. Three for nine. They're the worst kicking unit in the in the in the league. And there's probably going to be some north wind. Yeah, well, you know how it is in that stadium. It's always going to be swirly, you know. Um, so yeah, I again, we're not picking the game here, but I expect it'll be a game that could come down to something like that—a kick. All right. Well, make sure you stay on Husker Online. By the way, we got a great homecoming week special. You can get. 50% off an annual subscription right now. So you can get an annual for $55 right now um, for just this week. So go to HuskerOnline.com. It's the best deal you're going to get right now on Husker Online uh, to get 50% off an annual for new subscribers only. Um, and, and take advantage of that this week here over homecoming week. Uh, we'll have Husker Online postgame live show, uh, roughly 8.15 start time, uh, just in time for Steve Sipple to get his uh, post-game margarita and this week tacos. and a couple tacos from Jay Swizzle Sticks. Um, and post-game live has turned into tune-in radio for a lot of people on YouTube. Uh, that's become one of our hottest things we do. Um, I think we did over 15,000 YouTube views and seven, 8,000 podcast downloads. So um, a lot of people like to tune into the post-game live. We urge you to join us as well because uh, we have a lot of fun. We talk about the game, but we have a lot of fun. I think that's what people enjoy about the show is uh you know we give each other a hard time and and uh yeah, make fun of my skin and stuff like that we, Sean. we get caldera lab stuff going and we might get simple have enough margaritas to, to put on a layer of caldera lab yeah you could bring some in we could just do it on camera if you want <laughs> i don't know if we'd help sales or hurt sales <laughs> i think it would help <laughs> yeah abby would probably just walk out of here by the way at that point but uh and we'll have more uh uh, coverage on the site as well. Lots of uh, post-game coverage, uh, big recruiting weekend again. So check out us everything on HuskerOnline.com. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan, signing off here for another edition of Husker Online Headlines.